Welcome everyone to episode 42 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where two great friends get together and just talk about video games. I'm Dan Lamarca. As always, I'm joined by Dan Dufernoy. Hey, everybody. And guys, we are excited because we are in oh, a new studio. Oh, man, I'm just so jazzed to be here. Look at all this beautiful stuff around this us. This is all thanks to Shelby, by the way. we yes. got to give Shelby a big uh, round you know, of applause. We for... always say Shelby is the man, but, but he's in the this man. case... I... Like he, look at this. He put all this stuff together. It's, am- it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's great. So this is our new... Uh, this is our new studio. Our new home. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, aside from the new studio, let's start it off like we always do. What, what have you been, been playing? playing? I said it first. All right. So we've been playing a lot of similar games, and I really, really want to, I think we want to get into them. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to, right off the bat, just say, me and my sister still play Nino Kuni 2. We mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of side quests. That's it. I, we, I really, really enjoy the game. Though I do want to mention something. Can we do like a spoiler thing? It's been a while. No. Oh, yeah, you can spoil. Yeah, spoilers for Nino Kuni 2 if you haven't played it, if you're interested in playing it. But you should have played it by now if you're interested. So yeah, what you been, got? It's been a while. So... <clears throat> for so me and my sister you know this is the way we play games right we play we do like you know a story mission mm-hmm. and then we do all the side quests until our side quest log is is empty mm-hmm. then we do a main mission and then get all the side quests do all the side quests until that's just how we that's our technique anyway mm-hmm. so we got to the part in the story um and i was loving it i loved uh, gold paw I loved Hydropolis. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got to the third place. I forget what it's called. Broadleaf, I think. Broadleaf. And I don't know if it's just me, but maybe it was the voice acting in that world or the just the story in general. <clears throat> it actually kind of like teetered off for me a little bit. I feel really? Like. Yeah. I mean, okay. like I totally am all about the, you know, let's save the environment and uh-huh. let's give, you know, the workers rights. I'm all about that. Down with the corporation. Listen, I'm a Eugene Debs Bring fan the all the way. Yeah, I'm a Eugene Debs guy. So... <laughs> I totally... You Huge know, Eugene Debs guy. I love Eugene Debs. <laughs> so, yeah, no, so I totally support that. But I don't know, there was something about the way that the story was presented and, like, the voice acting and maybe just the whole world that, for me and my sister at least, it kind of, like... And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Teared off I a little bit. I think, for the most part, the voice acting in this game is just bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know, but like, it's especially bad here. It is bad, and that main guy uh, is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, I like the way that wraps up. I don't know if you wrapped up. No, we didn't wrap up yet, no. Yeah, I like the way that wraps up. It, it does some interesting things that, that kind of bring me around, but I, I agree. Yeah, no, I just sort of teed it off. Also, that was for the first bit. time in that game where the battles actually felt challenging. Okay, all right. I started doing, when you get to that uh, point where the cogs are spinning. Yeah, there's a difficulty spike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A big difficulty spike. Yeah. It's not like it was super hard, but like all of a sudden your your allies are just dying. Yeah, you yeah. Know, And you're like, what the... So, but um, all right, cool. Yeah, so I, I don't know how close I am to beating it. I'm sure I'm. You're sure. getting there. Yeah, we're getting close. Yeah, Broadleaf is like. I think I'm chapter five, chapter one six. One of the later ones. Yeah, so. You're, you're certainly more than halfway. Anyway, so yeah, so we're going. You know, we're slow and steady, but cool. But love, I'm still loving it. But it is sort of teetering off a little bit, and we're getting into a lot of other games mm-hmm. now too. So cool. We'll see. Uh, you've also been playing one of our favorite games from last year. Let's talk about yes. that a little bit. Uh, so, because. There's a game that we're going to talk about that's very, very reminiscent of Nine in the Woods. So I was telling my sister, you know, getting about Nine in the Woods, and she was like, oh, man, like, I really, really want to play it. So we've been playing it. We only got through, like, the first part, mm-hmm. but she's loving it just as much as, like, I love it. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really cool. And revisiting it, um, like, knowing what happens and knowing all the characters, seriously, it's just, the writing is just so, so good. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, like, it's like I'm, I love it even more, like, even revisiting. I don't oh, know if you, definitely. I don't know if you revisited since... I, I, I played through, like, the first hour again. It's just, it's so good. And just all the characters... Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, we said it a lot last year, but it's, there are a few games that make you feel like, di- think about media in general. To have like dialogue that feels genuine and, and consistent with the characters yeah. is super rare. Right. And this game, as, especially in video games, because dialogue in video games is usually really bad. Um, but it, it really felt genuine and they felt like real characters rather than just like caricatures. Right, know? just cartoon characters. And then yeah. like even characters, you know, like Greg or whatever, you know, he'll be doing something silly like, you know, wagging his arms yeah. and he'll have cups on his ears or whatever. But then like, he'll say this like really serious him, yeah. stuff and he's just like, yeah, like... He's got issues, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's so good. It, it's it's really great. So That game is, is something special. Yeah, Neither Woods might not only be my favorite game well, one of my favorite games of last year, but seriously, like, when I think about it mm-hmm. in, like, retrospect, yeah, definitely my favorite games of the past few years and would definitely fall <clears throat> really, really high in my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Like, top 20. I mean, you know, that... It is a, that it high, is a fantastic I game. I really, really I, enjoy I it. adore that game as this well. This game, The Witness and Breath of the Wild, the past few years have just, for me, mm. everything's been held up to those right. standards, so... Cool. Yeah, so that's that for me. All right. Um, let's talk quickly about... A game that we had both been playing in the past, over the past couple episodes, we talked about it, uh, The Messenger. Yes. <clears throat> so, you got to the point. Last, last Now we can talk about it. Right. Last episode, um, you fight, I forget his name, the demon guy. I forget yeah. his... So, yeah. What, what I didn't remember is you fight that demon guy, and then it starts to switch. Right. So, you walk into the shop that you always walk into, and... Oh, the shopkeeper's acting weird, and he just walks through the other side, mm-hmm. and a big thing opens up to, like, a portal. Yep. <laughs> so you walk through, and that's not the, the moment that I was talking about. What I was talking about is after that level, you did the tower. I did all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after you do the tower and you beat that boss, then it does the flip. And the flip is you can switch between 8-bit and 16-bit as a mechanic mm-hmm. that's the whole that's the, the twist so the funniest part about the messenger is as i was looking back at some of like the promotional materials after we had talked they don't hide it like that's not a secret well no that's the thing so like when i saw it it wasn't that big of a secret because i think in the ign review they were you saw it they yeah. mentioned they were like yeah it's cool you can go from 8 bit to 16 yeah. bit and it changes the layout of the world so i didn't see any of that before i got it okay. so it was actually really cool to me that's why I don't want to spoil it, but you know, now now that you say that, I, you know, one, once I looked at it and I was like, well, in their trailer, everybody they shows show that it, it happens, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was cool how like it's all just like one big. That was for me the coolest thing was how it was one big loop. Yes. How you know you hear about the hero coming from the west, and but it's actually you. Yes. Who, that stuff, and that's what I'm saying. The the reason the messenger is is a very good game is because it actually has an interesting story to tell. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not just. It's not just the great gameplay that it has. It, it is a really interesting story underneath it. Yeah, for sure. Now, I've reached a problem with The Messenger. I think the game is very good, and I've enjoyed it a lot. I've fallen off from it completely. because, And I think it's because it doesn't have a good fast travel system. Mm. And I know that's like a silly complaint, especially games back in the day. But when you're going to do a, a Metroid-style world yeah. where you fill out a map... It's very antiquated feeling to be like, I have to go, you know, the, the platforming from one side of the level to the other is tough. And that's the whole, re, that's like your main gameplay. So when you've been through this area eight times and now, all right, I have to go back through the entire way. Right, just to get to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. No, for sure. Especially the first part. I don't know how far you got in it. 
we're spoiling, but I'm yeah. sure it's okay. When like you get the seed and you got to go all the yes. way to like plant the seed. Like, like you knew where it was, but it's like now you gotta, it has to go all the yeah, way. Yeah, you got to go through yeah. this whole. You know, it would have been cooler if you can, like you said, fast travel to the main hub and then go there and then you yes. Know, so. so definitely some issues. And again, I'll look back on my time with this game as a positive experience, but I I don't think I want to finish the game. No, no. Um, so that's the messenger. Um, I have one more game that is not from this year, and then we're going to talk about four really big games that, from this year. that we've been playing. So, <clears throat> it's October. Halloween's coming up. Halloween's coming up. Uh, PlayStation Plus gives out free games every month if you subscribe, right? So, they put out Friday the 13th, the game, on PlayStation Plus for free. So, I had been interested in this game in the past. Because I think it's a really cool idea for a multiplayer game. And you know, the only way that I really like to play competitive multiplayer games is if there's like a neat hook. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't just play standard Battlefield Call of Duty. You know, like, I get I get sick of them. So, like, you know, recently I've liked PUBG for the Battle Royale. Right, right, right. I like the idea of this multiplayer where it's one person. So, the, the whole game is one person plays as Jason... And then there are eight people that play as counselors, camp counselors, right? <clears throat> if you play as Jason, the object of the game is to kill all the camp counselors. That's it. If you play as the counselors, you have a multitude of ways of basically escaping. So you can like repair the car, this car, drive off. You can call the, you know, fix fix the phone lines, call the police. You can like. They give you a lot of options for, like, what you can do as a counselor. And I think the idea of this game and the way that it was designed as far as the gameplay itself, I think is really smart and mm -hmm. really fucking good. The problem is it doesn't feel good to play, to control, and it's just janky as hell. Like, it's not well-made, it's not polished in any way, like, the graphics look like 360 graphics, you know what I mean? Like, I keep, you know, me and my friend Ozzy are playing this, and it's like, we're having a lot of fun with it. But when I take a step back and look at this game, it's like, it's a bad game. <laughs> it is. But it's fun to play as a, you know... Hey, I'm learning this new game. You know, you know, I always like to learn a new system and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, you know, I, I really am enjoying like, okay, so if I do this, then I can repair that line. Oh, I can call Tommy Jarvis and next time somebody dies, they'll respawn as Tommy Jarvis. Like that's pretty cool. And I like Friday the 13th to some extent. But I like in October doing Halloween Halloweenish type stuff. So I've been enjoying it. Is it like a story mode? No. It's, it's just, just it's just an online multiplayer game. Um, and again, like I said, the base idea of this game and the design around it is really good. If they had a studio that was, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to shit on this, this studio that made Friday the 13th, but if this was handed to a developer that's like, we know how to make really nice polished games right. that feel good, like this could be a, a like excellent, excellent game. But, you know, as it stands, it's like, when you're when Jason's grabbing you, like you have to like line yourself up perfectly and swing the weapon. You know okay, what I mean? Like yeah. it's very janky. The game does not feel good in any way. It's just they have some cool things. Like as Jason, you have abilities, 
And these abilities are like, you know, you'll be able to teleport from one spot to another and it's on a cooldown. So it's like, if you're chasing somebody, Jason, you know, he doesn't run. Right. He just walks fast, right? So he's walking like this and the camp counselor is a lot faster than you. So you're chasing someone down a road, you teleport to the other side of them, all of a sudden you appear right in front of them. It's really cool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you also have an ability where, so whenever you're spotted or you're in the vicinity of a counselor, the music starts playing. You know, the classic Friday the 13th, like intense music, like someone's about to die. He has an ability where you you can be silent. So all of a sudden there's there's no music playing and you turn around and he's right behind you and it's like terrifying. So like they have something there that like the nugget of this game is like really good, really, really good. But it just plays like shit. Oh, so so I'm, I'm probably going to still play it for a little bit, but it, it's not a good game. I can't say I really recommend it. Did you ever play the old NES Friday the 13th? Yes. Where he was like this huge sprite. Like just, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God. But yeah, so Friday the 13th, I mean, it's never been my favorite series. It's really schlocky and silly. You know, like I, I like Halloween a lot. I like more, Halloween too, yeah. But. I like Friday the 13th as an idea, and, you know, I think it does some interesting things. Do they have a Halloween video game? I'm sure. I'm I know we're positive big, we're big John Carpenter fans. Yeah. So. I mean, that first Halloween is, like... That movie's... That's a an good movie. movie, yeah. Regardless it's of not if just, you like Yeah, horror. it's not just a slasher sort of thing. It's a yeah. very good movie. But, uh, yeah, so I've been playing that. Cool. Uh, not much more to say about it, except for... I, I probably am still going to play it for a little bit, because, right. because I'm enjoying it, even if it's a bad game. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Cool. All right, so we have four games here. I know you've been playing two of them, so yes. let me talk. Let me hear about the games that you haven't been playing. I mean, that, that I you haven't, haven't been, been playing. playing. Yeah. All right. Forza Horizon Four. You know, I'm not a huge racing game guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Burnout Paradise. That's right. like Burnout series is like my your, racing series. You know, aside your, from Mario Kart or whatever. Your bread and butter. Um. So I've been hearing such good things about Forza Horizon Four. Not only by people that love Forza Horizon, but some people have been playing this game and being like. This is just a great game, like a really fun open world experience. So I was like, you know what? It's free on Game Pass. You know, every every first party game that Microsoft puts out, if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's free. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean they're doing it right, but regardless of that, I was like, you know what? It's free. Let me try it. And I really, really like this game yeah? a lot. Yeah, it's it's silly in a way that I don't know if it's self-aware or if it's just corny, you know what I mean? But it's the actual graphical presentation, the racing itself is all like absolutely top-notch. And I've had just so much fun just driving around this open world, exploring different things. Um, One of the strongest openings to a game I've, I've played in a long time. It like takes you through, because the big thing for Forza Horizon 4 is that it has seasons. And the seasons change based on your progression through the story. And when the seasons change, the actual environment you're driving around in, even though it's the same map, changes drastically. Like in fall, it'll be like rain all over the place. You'll have puddles where there weren't puddles. And it, 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 when you're racing the same tracks, and now all of a sudden, you know, on this dirt road, this big old puddle, like it really feels different. The ice in the winter, like, you know, the lake will freeze over. You can drive across it. Like, just really cool stuff like that. So it o- the game opens with you're driving, you know, you're not controlling anything. It's showing you the seasons. And then all of a sudden it says, you know, summer and just pans out and you're driving. And you're doing this awesome race with, like, 
there are these guys on motorcycles that have like smoke trails like behind them and they're like come on like everyone's like let's go to the festival and everyone's just like racing jumping over each other it's just like a such a smooth opening into such a cool like just telling you really basically saying this is what this game is and it's a lot of fun cool man it has that spirit of burnout paradise where it's like i know you live burnout paradise but it it it, it feels like the people that made this game like that game you know like it doesn't feel like other racing games where it's like you know, a little up its own mm-hmm. ass, but <laughs> this feels like, hey, we're having fun, and it's fun to drive these cars and look at them and whatever. So that's awesome. Man. I'm having a great time with it. Um, I'm definitely going to continue playing it. Did it just come out? Yeah, it just came out. Uh, I think October second or fifth. Oh, like okay. That. Yeah. So, um, Forza Horizon Four. If you are a racing game fan, you probably already know about this game, but. Um, can't recommend it enough. It, it it is it is definitely upper echelon as far as racing wow. games go. Yeah, does it surpass your? It's very good. No, burnout. No, nothing will. Do you like Burnout Paradise more than the Mario Kart games? Yeah, Burnout Whoa. Paradise is Burnout Paradise is special, man. That's amazing. But anyway, that is Forza Horizon Four. Last one I'm going to talk about before we get into the two ones that we both been playing mm-hmm. is Life is Strange Season Two. You know I'm a big fan of the first Life is Strange? Yes. Um, You hadn't played them, right? No. I mean, I've played Captain Spirit, but I've never played... um, So, I was a little nervous coming out of Captain Spirit Mm -hmm. because it wasn't great. Like, I liked what it was doing, and it has some interesting things to say, but it felt like they didn't learn anything from Life is Strange Season 1. So, I was like, oh, this is going to be the same, same thing as Season 1, and then... All the problems you had with that first game are just so exacerbated by the fact that, all right, this is the second game. Like, you know how that goes. You need to step it up and make changes. And I actually have not finished episode one because I'm playing it with Diana. But I played the first half, I would say, of Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 1. And I think it's excellent. Yeah? Excellent, excellent. Same characters? No. Different characters. Brand new story. Um, still in the Pacific Northwest. Um, but in a different area and it, so number one thing I'll say is the facial capture is still a little funky, just like it was in the first one, but the graphics themselves are so much better and it's it's just a very nice world to like be in. Um, the other thing is the story. So you're following, basically it opens up, you're playing as a 16, 17 year old, um, Hispanic kid that just, you know, regular high school kid. He's a nerd. He likes drawing. Uh, he's not a nerd. He, he's like a... He's like a kid. He's like an artistic kid. You know what I mean? Like, he, he likes drawing. He doesn't really know what he wants to do with his life. But he's got some friends, but he's kind of shy and quiet. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's, it's you know, a very believable character. He's well-written. But you, you basically start out, you and your best friend are talking. And... You, like, get off the bus. And the opening is really, really good. They never... Life is Strange 1 always had, like, a good soundtrack and some interesting shots, but it never felt immersive. This this opening feels like the opening to a movie in okay. a good way. Like, Listomania is playing, and they're, like, you know, panning across all these different scenes, and then they go across to, like, the bus as it stops. And it says, like, it's, like, zoomed in on Watch Your Step, and you see the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very well directed, yeah. which I really appreciated. But the thing is, 
a lot of people that played Life is Strange Season 1, me included, would say that the game is great because it makes you like certain characters and hate certain characters. And it, it told a interesting, like, almost sci-fi story, okay. right? You wouldn't say that the characters are written like real human beings. You would say that they're like... It's almost like a 40-year-old said, what would a teen be like? Okay. But in a kind of funny way, yeah. like, you know, kind of silly where you like, you would look at it and you'd be like, man, that's like <laughs> way off, but I like it. And you still like the characters, even if they're corny and weird. This game, I know that uh, Steve Gaynor, who made Gone Home and Tacoma from, from Fulbright, he's not like, he didn't make the game himself, but he's like the, the lead director, lead designer on Gone Home and Tacoma. He helped with the writing in this game okay he just like they brought him on to do like punch up so they said like you know here's our dialogue what do you think and he'd be like eh, i don't like that let's do this you know that sort of thing and i think it shows big time yeah I, I, or or they just have different creative leads doing it because these characters really feel like characters that's awesome yeah and they're it's it's just really cool and they don't go into at least not yet it doesn't feel tropey in the same way the first game did. Okay. Because I'll give you an example. And I, again, this is episode one, so it's quite possible that in episode two they totally turn this around and do the trope that I thought they were avoiding. But this guy, his best friend is a girl, right? And they're both, like, you know, attractive teenagers, and they get off the bus and they're talking, and you see them, like, joking around with each other, and you're like... All right, so the girl likes him, but he doesn't want to say it, and blah, blah, blah. But no, it's just, they're just best friends. And I really like that because, especially in a video game, like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, no. So it was cool to see, like, in this, you know, supposed to be realistic teenager thing, like, because they're talking about, like, the girl that he likes, like, he texts her and said, are you going to the party tonight or whatever, and she's, like, taking his phone and texting for him. And so you're thinking in your head, like... Oh, they're going to end up... Right. They, like, like, yeah. yeah. And now, like, they never do it in the first episode, at least. Like, not even close. And so I, I, I like that a lot. Um, I'll also say... Um, so basically, you get home, and you, the whole opening to the game is, like, you're going to a party tonight. Um, you just want to go home, grab some stuff, and then head out. So you have, like, a list. You talk to your best friend about what you need for the party. So you have a list of, like, stuff you need to get from your house. So you're exploring the house, you know, classic Life is Strange fashion. You're looking at objects in the environment, picking up notes, reading them. Like, it's very, you know, gone home-ish. That's mm -hmm. how the first game was, too. Um, but you walk in, and your little brother and your dad are at the counter. And they're, like, your dad is, like, basically saying, there's one candy bar left, like, you know. We need a we need an impartial judge to decide who's going to get the candy bar, and it just felt like like they go through this whole thing where you're the you're the older son, so you're like I don't want to do this, you know, like you're a 16 year old, you're like this is lame, but it just felt like a really I don't know authentic experience of like you know your dad's kind of corny but like really <laughs> nice dude, yeah. like you know, uh, and you know I'm not going to go through step by step, but the whole opening to that game where you get to know the dad, you get to know the little brother. Uh, I just think is super super well done. Are they the neighbors in in a yeah the Captain Captain Spirit uh, Captain yeah. Spirit yeah. gotcha yeah um, 
And with Captain Spirit, you'll never... It doesn't give you anything into the game except for the fact that those, hey, are, the those are the kids. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. Really, I, again, I'm not going to go through it, but, you know, something bad happens, like like everything, you know, that sets off the course of what's going to happen right. in the season. Did they already have the... Um, I'm sorry, I just cut you off? No, not at all. Did they have the um, release dates for all the episodes? They no, usually, no. No? They usually like five episodes, right? Yeah, but they never... They're, they're in, at least in the first season, they're inconsistent, so they're not going to say, like, this one, this one's coming, this one, this, you know. You might get one a month later, you might get one three months later, like, yeah. you don't know. But um, <clears throat> the thing that I will say is it's a very political game. Okay. And it's wearing it on its sleeve. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not trying to hide, like, it starts out, so it's 2016, mm-hmm. Halloween 2016, right, is when it starts. Big thing in Life is Strange is you look through your phone and see text message conversations. So first thing anybody that's played the first game does is open up your phone and go through all your old messages just to like get some character gotcha. of like how your relationships are to different people. Always really, really well written. But that, so I'm going to stop there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to it. The best way to describe Life is Strange 1 is that the writing in that sort of thing, like the text messages and the conversations were always incredible. It was the dialogue that was, like, a little corny, a little forced. Like, you know, when you pair that with the weird animations, it was kind of goofy, but it was still lovable because you read these conversations and stuff, and Mm -hmm. you're like, wow, like, that really feels authentic. So in this game, I'm reading through the text messages, and you see a text from your best friend that's very clearly, like, about Donald Trump in, like, you know, she's like, there's no way he's actually going to win, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, I don't want to fucking live on this planet anymore. You know, they, so it's a little thing like that. Right. And there you're saying, okay, interesting. Like, usually they stay away from stuff like that mm. in, in video games because they don't want to, you know, upset anybody. Uh, but then even more than that, after something bad happens, you meet somebody that's basically just outwardly saying, like, you know, because a huge part of this game is that you guys are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And when the bad thing happens, you're kind of on your own, you know, two Hispanic kids traveling through the country. What do you, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Um, and you pick, you know, you talk, you meet this person that is, like, super aggressively, like, like democratic. You're, like, you're basically, like, a huge like almost socialist like gotcha, yeah. you know and it's like but they're not painting him in like a bad light you know so it's like really interesting to see a game be like this is what we think if you don't like it yeah, you don't no, like that's it that's awesome respect it's yeah. cool you don't you, what i'm saying is whether you agree with it or not it's like take the it's risk. just like interesting cool, yeah. to see that because you don't see that a lot yeah that's awesome so i'm good I'm, for good for dot nod yeah don't nod don't nod and we'll see again this is episode one i haven't even finished the episode so i'm not that's not like a final thought about this season, but I, I'm very interested in the fact that they're going there. And they're taking risks. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Good for you guys. All right, Dan, which one do you want to talk about first? All right. Um, we got two more games that me and Dan have both been playing. And uh, What do you think, Dan the Man? What do, you, what do you think we have more to say about? Uh, I think we have more to say about this one. All right, so let's do, do this. Yeah. Okay. I want, I want to hear what you have to say first. <laughs> Our blue bomber. So yeah, so Mega Man Eleven. So um, I played the demo, and I think I talked about it last episode. 
and mm -hmm. really my feelings were yeah it's a solid it's a solid platformer mm -hmm. you know it doesn't grip me the way that the old mm -hmm. school games do but that's pure nostalgia but it was a solid you know the demo was yeah. solid um you know and that was all you know i i really thought about it until you texted me yeah and so <laughs> before we get into that i just want to say i was not looking forward to this game. Mm -hmm. I was worried that it was going to be like Mega Man X. I, I'd seen some of the graphical stuff. I was like, I don't like it. You know, I was I was kind of a hater. And it ended up, you know, the text that I sent you was Mega Man Favorite 2. Mega Man game. I said yeah. Mega Man 2, Mega Man 3, Mega Man 11. And I just adore this game. That's awesome. I want to know what you think about it, though. So, this is the thing. I might, so Have you played through it? Did you beat it? I haven't beaten it yet, though. Okay. I've only beaten three of the bosses. I okay. beat um, Tundra Man, um, Acid Man, and... Who's the other one I beat? I'm John Blank. But anyway... Um, I can start naming them if you want. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Black Man, uh, Bubble Man... Or Bubble no. Man. Yeah. Um, so, those three... Is it Bubble Man or Balloon Man? Which is the one that's um? You know what I'm talking about. Which is the one that's got like the? Oh no, maybe it's Black Man. Which is the one that he looks that's like? Black Man. He's got like bricks. Yeah, Black, it's Black Man. Man. Okay. So you thought the guy with bricks was bu Bubble Man? Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. Like I think it's say, who's the guy who looks like a block? Yeah, <laughs> listen. Yeah, it's, listen. It's, I think it's Balloon Man is the guy's name that I was thinking of. But you, so you played Black Man, Acid Man, and Tundra. Well, I played them all, but I only beat those three. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, so. You remember the one where you're like in a bouncy, like you're bouncing off the walls. It's all colorful. You're in like a circus. Kind yes. Of. You didn't fight the That's boss. That's Balloon though. Man. I think his name's Balloon Man. Am I crazy? Let's look it up. You go on though. Honestly, this remi this reminds me of the first first conversation we ever had was about Pokemon, and we were talking about Fennekin, and I thought that the final evolution <laughs> looked like Charizard, and it was like our first fight too and you're like there's no way he looks like Char like a Charizard and that just reminds me of that <laughs> good times anyway um, so what was I saying so I still feel the same way actually I don't think I uh, Blast Man Tundra Man Impact Man Fuse what is Man. this that's not what it is alright cool anyway so my feelings are kind of the same I still I think it's a, I still <laughs> think it's a very very solid game very very solid platformer the controls are tight the controls are awesome Bounce Man Bounce Man that's his name Gotcha. Sorry, not Balloon Man, not Bubble Man. Gotcha. Bounce Man. Anyway. All right, so you're saying... So my feelings actually haven't changed very much, okay. believe it or not, playing through it uh, since the demo. I still think it's a very, very solid game. I think the platforming is great. I think it's really, really tight. Um, I, you know, I've thought, I thought about this while I was, I was getting ready today because I knew we would talk about this, and I was just like, I wonder if part of the reason why I love Meg, the Mega Man series so much, if, if it's more about... If it's more nostalgia for me, or if it's actual, like, man, this is a really, really good game. Because I know they're really, really good games, and I know they changed the medium. But I think for me, part of the biggest appeal was those 8-bit graphics, very, very colorful. I love the sprites. And the music. So this game doesn't have that. I don't like what you're saying. You're saying you don't think Mega Man 2 is that great of a game? No, 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 and no. That is no, what no. you're saying. That's don't, not what I'm saying. Don't mince words here. I'm not saying that it's not a great game. Uh -huh. I think it's a great game, but I think uh -huh. the appeal for me for a game like a Mega Man 4 or a Mega Man 5 or a Mega Man 6 mm -hmm. is that sort of, like, nostalgia <clears throat> for me. So, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but I'm not sorry. As a true Mega Man fan, the reason that I love this game is the same reason why I love Mega Man 2 and 3. 
and it's the super tight platforming and combat. Yes. And the awesome, well-designed bosses and boss encounters that you have to figure out who you're doing when and, you know, running through, seeing what's going on in Wily's Castle. Like, that's why I love Mega Man. And, of course, I love the music, and, of course, I love the 8-bit sprites. But when I played Mega Man 9 and 10, I liked them a lot. But I felt that there was something missing because it didn't... It was too, like, complex. It was too, like, different. This game is more like those old games than any of them, any of those later games, because of the feel of it. I know it looks totally different, it sounds totally different, but the way that it's played and the way that the platforming is and the, the you know, the shooting is, like, it okay. just, it feels so much like those old games. And I think this is such a good groundwork laid for, like, future Mega Man games. I totally agree. The platformer is fantastic, but actually, I like 9 and 10 more. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I think a lot of people would agree with you, but there's something about this game that feels like a revitalization in the way that those games didn't. Like, this feels like, obviously, because it has the new graphics and whatever, but it, it, it feels like they did what Mega Man 2 did, but for newer stuff. Like, mm -hmm. they're, they're making the new normal for Mega Man. And I think they did such a great job as a first entry into the new. No, system. agreed. I Dan, I really have nothing to complain about the the platforming and the. No, and, I know. And the, and Listen, the, I'm, the I'm messing around with you. I'm not like. <laughs> I'm not saying like you hate Mega Man. A, I think this is our last podcast. I'm just saying, what I'm really saying is, the reasons that I love it are exactly why I love Mega Man two and three. Maybe it's just me with freaking nostalgia goggles because it's the same you know reason you give me you know. A game that looks like an old Castlevania game, and I, I'm already gonna like love it already. Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the reasons I love Mega Man is not for the the right yeah. reasons. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not the right reasons. I care, but I'm saying I care more about looks than actual <laughs> heart. Apparently, very superficial. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, it, <laughs> this game I think it's super solid. But I'm just there's something. I don't know. There's just for me at least. There's just something. Missing. I love. I love. I don't know. I just. I love Mega Man Two and Mega Man Three so much. And then when you sent me that list, and I was comparing. I was just like, yeah, but like nine and ten, I really, really enjoyed. And then like even four, I really, really enjoyed. You know, like I don't know. And, and I like all those games. I'm not complaining about them. I'm just saying there's something when I played this game where I was like, it just feels. It right. feels amazing. No, for sure. But then what about so like for me. Was it either Mega Man 7 or Mega Man 8? Which was the one for the PlayStation? 8. It was Play Mega Man 8. That, I wasn't a fan of. No, it's a bad game. <laughs> but, I, but more so because I was just like, oh, it's not... And you know what? This is just a hole in my philosophy because I'm all about change and, like, evolving. Listen, here I'm I am telling you... Harking back to an Me, the person the that says... Mega, depending on the day you ask me, Mega Man 2 is my favorite game ever. Like, the fact that I would even like this game is, is amazing. Because I went into it being like, I don't know, these new yeah. graphics and blah, blah, blah. Once I played it and it felt so right and and I love the graphics now. I think they look so great. And I love the different bosses so much. This the is some of the most cool. memorable no, the, bosses. The bosses are cool. All the weapons are so unique. So, like, mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying they're building a new Mega Man. And they did such a great job because when you, you, you beat Acid Man, when you put that Acid Shield on, yeah, it's cool. 
it's such a unique thing. You yeah. never had anything like that. Yeah, that's so true. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's why I love this game because it's it's not afraid to say like, we're not just giving you different projectiles that do different things like most Mega Man games. Like you know, obviously Leaf Shield, whatever. You know, like they had they had weapons like that, but there's something about it that's just different in a really good, promising way. And I'm telling you, I love this game. Did that, you beat that, it? Th- yeah. The first, so there's some things I want to talk about for sure. There's a lot of bad stuff in this game too, but it's all on the periphery. The voice acting. The voice acting, awful. The story itself, awful, like terrible. But who cares? Now, the thing that I compared it to is like, it is such the intro and everything is such a Capcom thing. Like it feels so much like Street Fighter Four, like level of like. Where it starts up and it's like, like guitar riff, like wailing, and then you jump in and it's like, whoa, Doctor Light, <laughs> yeah, like it's that. like super corny, like you know, uh, like the worst kind of anime yeah. voicing, you know what I mean? Where it's terrible, and you know what I really hate? They call him Mega, like Roll and the other, the new robot dude, whoever the hell he is. Roll goes, what's up, Mega? And I'm like. Don't call him fucking Mega. It sounds weird. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so there's a lot of shit on the periphery that's like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, but they always have, even the Mega Man X games, the voice, that was the worst. Yeah, well, those I, don't, scenes. I don't like the Mega Man X games. There's a big difference there. Not even the first one? No. I don't I like know. them. That's why this is so interesting that I like this game. Because it is it is a different thing, but it, it has the soul of like the old Mega Man games that I love. And another thing that I am not a huge fan of... So... I am a huge fan that there's different difficulty levels. I am a huge fan at the fact that they allow you to buy... I was going to ask, what do you think about the shop? Yeah. Love the idea of it because you... Like, on my first playthrough, I was like, I'm not buying anything. Mm-hmm. I want to experience this like a real Mega Man game. But then, for somebody that has never played this game right, before... It's, it's like, I love it. Helps. I absolutely yeah. love it. The thing I don't like is the difference between the second highest and the third highest difficulty. So I played the entire... I, basically, I wanted to play... So the, the first difficulty setting is like easy mode. Like it'll it'll catch you from falls, it'll you jump on spikes, it'll save you. Like it, it's super easy. The second highest difficult or the second difficulty up, so it's four. One, two, three, four. The second one is a little bit too easy, in my opinion. Cause that's what I ended up playing the game on. But the problem is the difference between the second and the third is so huge. Like so huge. I guess they change the the checkpointing. Like but that's why I'm saying I don't have a fundamental issue with the way they do difficulty. I just think that between the second and the third difficulty, there's too much. Cause the second highest difficulty is basically for people that are excellent at Mega Man, have played this game numerous times, like know what to do, know how to solve the puzzles. Like that's what that one's for. And so playing that hard, that difficulty on your first try is so frustrating. Yeah. Like I wanted to do that at first, and I was like, I'm just not. Like, that's just not worth it. But then I felt that the second, the second difficulty was too easy. They give you five lives instead of two, and the checkpointing changes, so you actually get more frequent checkpoints. Hmm. Which, again, I like the idea of that. But if there was something in the middle that was like, all right, you get three lives and right, you get yeah, fewer very, checkpoints, yeah. then that'd be fine. But so it's you're like, saying it's, it's missing, it, it's the gap is too big, there should be something in the middle. Yes. Because I beat the game, the first, for my first run through, my clock had like three hours, 30 minutes or something. 
and like that yeah that's a normal you know that that's a long run through of a Mega Man game once you know it yeah your first run through in a Mega Man game like it shouldn't take you three it hours tastes like, yeah, it, should, it should be like six five I think the first Mega Man game took me like freaking like 20 that hours that game's, game's hard the first one <laughs> but anyway what I'm saying is I love the different difficulties and I love the fact that in that shop they have different you basically buy things with an in-game currency that you earn through playing the game. Like, you pick up bolts when you kill enemies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after the level, you can visit a shop and you can buy extra lives. You can buy E-Tanks. You can buy, like, consumables. But you can also buy these modules that hook up to Mega Man. One of them will be, like, uh, if you take lethal damage, you get a pass once per level. So, like, you fall on spikes that right, are, that are lethal, you jump up, you're alive, you're fine, but don't do it again. Um, one of them will be, like, uh, you're always, you don't have to hold the charge shot button, and it'll just charge for you. And then when you shoot, after not shooting for a while, it'll be a charge shot. So, it's like, they're messing with the difficulty in a really interesting way that can be totally ignored or totally utilized right. by people that want to utilize it. So, like I said, my first time through, I was like, not touching it. I just want to experience the game. Now I'm like, hey, if I want to go back and play through, and I'm like, ah, oh, this part's tough. Let me buy some lives or something. That's great. Yeah. Or if you're somebody that hasn't played these games or isn't isn't too well versed in these games, the fact that you can do that is excellent. Right, right, right. Um, I think they've done such a good job. But I'm telling you, that difficulty between the 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 gap between those two is too much. I'm assu- you're probably playing on the second. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And it's still a hard game. Because, like I said, what it does is it gives you more checkpoints. Like I played, I played Black Man Stage on the hardest or the the third hardest, and I got like to the, there's this part on Black Man Stage. Yeah, I know exactly what you're like talking. This. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where the yeah, it's like a grinder, and you gotta like yeah, and you, you gotta jump between. There's like a big now, grinder right here, and you gotta get through the yeah. On the second difficulty, if you die, you checkpoint right before the grinder, or like a little bit before. On the third difficulty, it's the beginning of the level. Which is a grinder for the whole level? No, no, no. You if you die on that grinder part, oh, you, you go, go back to the, the beginning of the back. level. Yeah. Which is a that's like half the level. That's a very old school style, and that's great that they have it. But allow me to play this game for the first time and not think it's too easy. Yeah. And also not be frustrated. You know, Keep like, it a little normal. I wish there was an in-between. But anyway, that, that, that I think we've said enough about Mega Man Eleven. I'm curious to see once you beat some more bosses and get to Wily's Castle and stuff, uh, how you feel. Yeah. You know, if, if if nothing changes, nothing changes. I I was just smiling ear to ear seeing these new bosses, seeing their their patterns, Level design seeing what weapons awesome. work yeah, on yeah, which. Yeah. Like I was just like, I love love this game. I love how totally different the levels feel from each other. Like totally different. Oh, unique. Not for only sure. the enemy type, but the the way you traverse them, mm-hmm. the different, like so unique. These, yeah, these I levels. don't know. Maybe I, maybe I gotta revisit the old Mega Man games and see why. I, yeah, you I'm know. just uh, listen. For example, like Mega Man One is probably one of my least favorite Mega Man games. There's something about two, three, and even four. I just I love. I like those games. I like four, five, six. I like them. They just kind of started falling off. Two and three are the high point. Yeah. One is. You know, great proof of concept, but it's not a it's not a great game. Um, and for me, I'm telling like, because I would probably in the past I would have said two and three are my favorites, and then four, five, nine, and ten mm-hmm. are right around the same spot. Yeah. And this game, 
I just like so much more than four, five, nine, and ten. But you know, they can't touch two and three. But like I, yeah, dude, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, you know, no, that's and, awesome. And, and like I said, I, I I would love to hear someone else. You know, like I, I don't expect everyone to agree that I, that this game is excellent. But for me, it feels like a real Mega Man game, and we haven't had it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm really loving it. Yeah. I so. Yeah. That's about all we have to say about Mega Man 11. Okay. Let's talk about the big one for the week. Yes, please. This is a game that you and I are both playing. Mm-hmm. And I think we're both enjoying it quite a bit. It is called Wander Song. But we should we should review it like the way that our main character would review it. So we can only, are we gonna, only say, are we going to sing? Oh. <laughs> oh. That was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> right. Uh, so... Uh, that's definitely not the studio. That the, I'm trying to find the studio before we. Uh, maybe is this made by a single person? Yeah, no. I think yeah, I think it was a, one guy. Greg Lobanov apparently made this game, and so the game's called Wander Song, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk a lot about it. But I want to say right off the bat, it is criminal that this game is not getting more coverage in the gaming industry because I don't hear anybody talking about yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. And it is. One of my favorite games of the year. Mm-hmm. I adore this game. I think it's incredible. It's one of the most unique games I've ever played in my life, and I love it. Yeah, it's really good. So the really game good. came out on Switch. It came out on Switch and PC, Steam, I think. Uh, it's what 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, I think it's twenty bucks. Let's look it up. I think for Switch, I paid twenty for it. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's twenty bucks. It's got great graphics. It's construction paper. Yeah, like let's let's talk about the game now. So I, I just want to say it's on Steam. It's on Switch mm-hmm. for download. It's twenty bucks, and it is basically a side-scrolling adventure game in which your main character he's a bard. is a bard. So he sings. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the opening of the game because it's a very opening, but it's one of the coolest openings to a game. And I know I just said it about four so four hours before. <laughs> but so you start out <coughs> like you said, it's a it's a construction paper world, is the best way to describe it. It looks literally like someone cut out construction paper and, and like laid and it on laid top, of, it each on top of each other. Um, and you're you're this little guy going from side to side, and it's all dark in the beginning. And you walk up and there's a sword. You pick up the sword, and then it says like hit the right stick to like move around. And you see that the sword moves like depending on where the stick is. Mm-hmm. So you're walking, you're like swinging the sword, trying to figure it out, you're like, oh, it's pretty cool. You walk over to this boss looking guy and you're like, all right, gotta hit it with the sword. And you go to hit it with the sword and the sword flies <laughs> out of your hand and you're just staring this thing in the face <laughs> and you're like, oh God. So the mechanic of the game has nothing to do with swords or weapons at all. This guy, the bard, solves all his problems through singing. So instead what the right stick does is it's like a scale. Right. So there are different, different colors. Yeah. Like top is red, bottom is blue. There's green, purple. Yeah, there's, it's oh. like a rainbow of colors, but they're all different notes, right? So you can... Basically, the, the opening act is there are these ghosts that invade your town or the town you're in, and they're basically like... Everyone's like, hell, we don't know what to do with these ghosts. And you start singing to them, and it turns out they... They can understand your song, but they can't understand people just speaking to them. Mm-hmm. So you end up being their translator to their, and it turns out the ghosts that are everyone's afraid of was their that town's loved ones that have passed on, and now you're basically translating between. And that is just a microcosm of what this game is because 
you travel from town to town. It kind of has like an RPG-esque uh, world map. Right, where you're you kind of going from city to city, going around, ahead. helping everybody. But it's an adventure game through mm -hmm. and through. Like there's no denying it. You're basically going through and you know saying all right this person needs this i'm going to help them this person needs this i'm going to help them but the way that this game is written we mentioned earlier that a game reminds us of night in the woods and this game has such a heart to it and such genuine dialogue and characters right mm -hmm. no right? for sure for sure that it just it like stole my heart right away like i loved loved well, that's this the game. thing there's characters that are actually like depressed and have yeah. like these like we're, like you know one girl's mother passed away and like mm -hmm. all these like things and like here you are trying to cheer everybody yeah uh but then sometimes like you need cheering up like it's just it's so it's it plays, beautiful it's, it's really really, really nice and, and so you see this game in the beginning and the first level it's all colorful you're singing you know you're solving everyone's problems it's great but then you start to realize like it's not all rainbows and sunshine right. like there there is real stuff going on and like you said like this character the bard that you're playing as is constantly in a struggle of like all I do is sing like am I really doing that much to help right like, he feels like he's because just... he says like I'm you know someone talked to me like I'm the hero I'm supposed to save the world but he's also like kind when he goofy. when he fails he's like yeah am I really a hero like you know who who, who why am I a hero but also know? like I feel like another struggle and like it's really really interesting because you look it's just like a cute cartoon character but yeah. like you know everybody thinks he's just kind of like a goof and yeah. he's also trying to prove his worth and be yes. like well no like just because i'm a singer doesn't mean it that, is you know. it <laughs> yeah i can't say <laughs> too much about it because the game is in its story and, and its moments but i definitely have to say it you know I, I'm, a, I'm a couple hours further than you um the thing that i will say is when you get to you know there's also some interesting like the world is ending or the universe is right, ending right, right. and you're trying to basically go to each of these like grand yeah, like these gods yeah kinda. they're basically gods yeah. and you you're going to each of them and learning a part of a song to save the world in order to save the world and they do some really cool stuff with what happens to that uh there's somebody else that comes into play that is like your very stereotypical hero have you met the no not yet yeah so it basically the thing that I will say that I dislike about this game, and it's probably the only thing I dislike about this game, is that I love the ideas that it has for its like puzzle solving and its platforming and whatever, but it's not. It doesn't feel great. No, you know what I mean. It's like, it's, it is hard. You got to hit notes at the perfect time. Like it, yeah, it is kind yeah, of wonky. And, and like later in the game, like you, you know, they basically say like at each temple before you meet the god that's going to teach you the part. There's a different like platforming puzzle to get pretty up there. much. And some of them can be frustrating. And some of them, you're basically saying to yourself, like, they just shouldn't have put this in, maybe. And and it, it would have been a better game. But it is so easy to forgive that when you have a game that's this likable. It has a lot of heart. That's really the way to describe it. Kind of like Down in the Woods, where, like, it's yes. just, like... And it's, feel, it's genuine. Like that's the thing. You feel, you know, it's not like you're playing a, you know, not not to crap on these games, but it's not it's not like you're you know you're playing like a, I don't know, an Assassin's Creed or, or even like a Batman game. You know what I mean? Like, there's just something very very warm and yes. like. It's beautifully crafted. The characters and the world that they built is amazing, mm -hmm. and I love. Again, we talk about dialogue in games. 
the dialogue between characters in this game is just so. You know, every character has like a personality. Like every character that you run across in a town, and they feel like real people. They have like an yeah. actual personality. Yeah. You know, like Ugh. you know, one person's the arrogant, you know, musician icon, and then mm -hmm. you know, someone's you know, depressed and. Mm -hmm. it's really, and it really all good. revolves around music and singing and how. Some of the music's really really good. It's great. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah I'm telling you, this game, if, if you are at all interested in what we're saying, if you like adventure games, if you like, you know, a really well-crafted world yeah, and story. You, really, give this game a shot, it's, for sure. It's an amazing game, and I'm telling you, it's it's going to be one of my favorite games of the year, and I'm just, it is criminal that this game is getting overlooked so much in the media. I know, you know, they've only had a few reviews, and they've all been great, but it's like, Everyone needs to look at this game, yeah, like prop no, it up. Like this is awesome. what we need more of in this industry. We don't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's got that Undertale-ish DNA too, where yes. it's just like that, it but, kind of turns video games on its head, and you know, you don't have to go around and kill things. It's like and it has something to say, and it does it in such a, you know, like you can tell that it's just like it was so lovingly crafted. Yeah. This, this world, I, a beautiful game. I'm telling you, I love, love, love this beautiful game. Beautiful game. Again, it's called Wander Song. It's on Switch and Steam for 20 bucks. Highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, seriously. So, that's it for what we've been playing. I know that took up like 90% of our episode. Yeah, you're playing um, But I want to talk quickly about just two, two news items um, that I've been thinking about over the last week or so. Number one, Sony finally folded. Right. We talked Fortnite. about how they were getting pressure because Microsoft and Nintendo said we're going to do cross-platform play with Fortnite. Um, we knew that it was as easy as flipping a switch because Epic proved that on purpose at one time. Remember I told you about that where they, Epic one time when Fortnite first came out, basically accidentally turned on crossplay between all the platforms. <laughs> and then they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, we must have accidentally put on crossplay <laughs> just to be like, motherfucker, yeah, it's come really on, easy. Like, come on. Um, so we knew that it was possible. We knew that it was easy. We knew Sony was the only holdout because they're stubborn. They finally said, all right, we're going to do it. And they also said, we are looking into doing this for other games as well. Cool. It's not just a Fortnite thing. Finally, so, Sony. Finally. Get your head up out of your butts. Yeah. So uh, I just thought that was an interesting thing to talk about. Um, I think it's, it's long overdue. Microsoft and Nintendo both, you know, have been open to this. Um, I'm excited for other games to do it. Uh, I play Rocket League a lot. That'd be really fun to be able to play with people mm -hmm. on Xbox. Um, so yeah, super excited about that. Um, I'm curious to the extent that they're going to do it. If it's just going to be select titles, or if eventually it's just going to be all yeah. multiplayer games. Uh, so we'll see. It's cool. an interesting time. We haven't had that. Nobody's ever done cross-platform play like that. Well, thank you, Sony, for finally caving in. Yes, thank for you, all those Sony. Fortniteers out there. Congrats to the Fortniter. <laughs> uh, all right. Last thing I want to talk about. This is a bona fide bad trend. That bad trend. Fucking hate, hate it. I noticed it with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I looked into it. It's happened with some games in the past, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey is what really uh, was obvious to me. So, game comes out, shows a release date. October 5th was... Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's Friday. I look at the PSN on October 2nd. There's a 
80 something dollar version available to buy and you can play now. If you want to pay regular price, you have to wait till Friday. You have to wait till Friday. So, Tomb Raider did it as well. I think Tomb Raider actually did a full week. Xbox has been doing a something similar where oh no, it wasn't it was EA has been doing something similar in the past where if you're a member of like EA Access or something, you get the game a week early. That's a little different. I'm not necessarily throwing them in as well, but the fact that you're now putting out multiple release dates based on if you're going to buy the deluxe, deluxe edition or, or the normal edition is despicable. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. There is nothing we can do about it because for sure there are people that are out there buying it because they want to play it this day they can. But it just frustrates the hell out of me as somebody that likes playing new games right when they come out and likes being in that you know, discussion about what 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 do you think about this new game now if i'm a week behind because i don't want to pay early that's that's totally unfair yeah i, I mean, hate this the only people that can actually have a say in this is the actual like video gaming community like the people that buy video games if we just don't yeah and they'll stop doing it but listen do you, do you if you know anything about psychology know, people, no, people are going to keep it. doing it because yeah they want to get the game earlier it's the just, deluxe editions but the deluxe editions come with yes stuff. so it's not it's not just that you're paying to play early it's that you're paying for the super edition that comes with whatever it comes with and then you get to play it. oh also you get to play early so i hate this that's an incentive for people though to buy the deluxe editions it's good business-wise. I get it. It's stupid. I never buy deluxe editions because they're yeah, stupid. Money. <laughs> oh, you can get new skins. Yeah, it's a, it's silly, but I I personally despise this, and I don't buy. I wish there was something we could do, but people are gonna buy. No, just don't buy. Talk about it. Share it on a podcast. Yeah, let's reach the world. But anyway, those are the two news items. We I need to, to talk become about. like the bard, and we need to sing to all our we gonna fellow to video game. Friends, that sounds fantastic. You do a pretty good, pretty right? good. Right, I've been practicing. Bars. All right. Do you like sing along when you <laughs> when you have to be the boss? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for the episode. This has been uh, Circle Back Podcast, episode forty-two. Thank you guys so much, Shelby. For thank watching. you, first off, for the space. Yes, Shelby. Thank you for, for your the new studio recording and your lights, and you're just beautiful human being. A little news out there for you guys: we are in the process of fixing our RSS feed. So within the next couple weeks, we should be back up on iTunes. Uh, Shelby's also in the process of putting us up on SoundCloud, I believe. Um, so if you're not, you know, always able to watch the video, um, we're gonna be we're gonna be out there on the podcast services. That's awesome. So look for that in the next Shelby, couple weeks. Thank you, and thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Dan, for being here. Listen, thank you for for putting up with me early in the morning. I appreciate it. You know, I do what That's I can. That's really cool. Thanks, guys. See you next time. What's up, guys? It's Dan from Circle Back. Uh, I'm just here to let you know you can find everything that we do at circlebackgaming.com. If you just want the podcast, we're on iTunes. If you just want the video, we're on YouTube. So catch us either place. Thanks.